Hi, I'm Jim Raffle. Welcome to this episode of the Dye Subcast, your source for interviews and information related to dye sublimation printing and color technology. I'm here as almost always with my co-host Shelby. Thank you, Jim. My name is Shelby Sapusic, and we thank you for tuning in today. Before we get to today's episode, we want to let you know that our iPhone app SpecCheck was recently released at the low price of $9.99 in the Apple Store. Color verification just became a lot more affordable. The app works with the NYX measurement device, and if you want to find out more about either the app or the NYX, you can visit our site at colorcasters.com slash speccheck. That's colorcasters.com slash S-P-E-C-K-C-H-E-C-K. All right. Thank you, Shelby. For today's episode, we are going to be sharing a, another recording we did for whatthethink.com in our Print Geeks interview series. We talked with our friend Gabriel Conti of New Tech Inc. and also Cover, I think is his other company. Our discussion revolved around the many aspects of UV inkjet technology, including the importance of having highly trained and educated machine operators. So let's go listen to that interview now. Well, first of all, nice to have you here, Gabriel. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company background? Well, good morning to everybody. Uh, thank you, Jim and Shelby, for inviting me to your uh, program. As uh, Jim said, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, today I'm a specialist on the uh, digital ink in, uh, inks, inks, and I'm a CEO of, C, uh, CEO of Cover Corporation. What can I say about me? Okay, I started my business with my father 30 years ago in the textile industry. Uh, we were involved in the distribution of upholstery fabrics and fabrics for garments. And then in the search of new things, I mean, found the manufacturer of a product that you may know or aware of, the uh, 3M Panaflex and Panagraph, which is a backlit product long time ago. And then that was the beginning of my, uh, my career in the design industry. I, uh, I had the opportunity to be involved in the development of different type of products to, for the design industry. And I'm talking about medias and uh, laminators and printers and obviously inks. And at that time, well, the uh, digital printing industry was actually starting. And I thought that it was important someone to to be involved, deeply involved in what was going on and what would be the future of the digital, of the digital industry. So uh, I got myself motivated to learn about digital printing inks, and then at the end, specialize on what everything is related to digital inks. Since we don't have much time, I mean, as for today, I was able to sell more than 10 million liters of ink in the market. I have more than 10,000 printers up and running with the solutions that I provide. And I'm running a Cover Corporation at the C, uh, as a CEO, uh, which is a company that is specialized in digital printing inks. That's and, a lot. And, and part of that is a relationship, I guess, with, with New Tech Digital Inks, which is based in South Africa. And Correct. Yeah, and I've, I've seen, Shelby and I ran a training facility, a couple of training facilities or training programs in your facility. And um, in both of those uh, classes, we were able to make use of your UV printer. You have a flatbed UV printer there. And that was running your inks. And I was, I was very impressed with those inks. So what does, what does New Tech do differently when it comes to UV inks? Because I know you've explained it to me, but I, it, it, I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm particularly impressed with your black. 
I don't know why, but for some reason that ink is just awesome. You're talking about the dye sub or you're talking about the uh, UV? UV. 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 Yeah. Well, I think uh, 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 there are many things to say about the UV inks and the UV technology. Uh, we can spend the whole day talking about this and, and it's going to be forever. But uh, in my opinion, if we want to talk about UV inks and UV industry, we need to talk about three specific topics that I believe that are actually very relevant to understand where we at and where we're going. And I'm talking about the digital printers. I'm talking about obviously the, uh, the inks and the operators, okay? So, and I'm gonna make an analogy with, uh, with my favorite industry, which is food. You know very well that I enjoy food a lot. And because uh, for me, it has a relationship, you know? And for me uh, to be able to print properly, you have to have the right kitchen, the right ingredients and the right chef. And this is basically the same thing, you know, the printers, the inks and the operator. That combination is crucial to have a better performance in any of the digital platforms that, that, that you are. And you know this very well because you are a specialist on, on, uh, on Dyson. But going back to the point, in terms of digital printers, there are thousands of options today. Especially on UV, you find different type of printers from all over the world with big brands, small brands, brands that nobody knows. Then you have flatbeds, then you have roll to rolls, then you have hybrid printers, then you have printers with super high resolution, super fast with this printer, with the other printer. So there are tons of options to pick uh, a printer for UV uses, for UV ink. In regards to the inks, we also have today, even if the people doesn't know that, and I'm going to your point and to your question, uh, there are tons of options as well, but most of them are OEM. And the, and the difference is that the OEM inks, they are focused more on try to make an ink that works on every substrate in a good way. But they are not specialized in every specific uh, product that anybody could be printing. You know, it's, it's, if you're talking about a roll to roll or we're talking about flatbed, I mean, well, you should have an ink that is specialized for printing flatbed, but inside of flatbed, you have a lot of different medias that behaves completely different with different inks. I'm talking about, for example, the acrylic, then you have glass, then you have cardboard, then you have uh, uh, aluminum, then you have Coroplast, Corex, you have all those type different medias, all of them with surface tension, different dot gains, different. So it's very difficult for one ink to do and to perform perfectly well in, uh, in, in all the different medias. So uh, going back to where we were, I think that we have many options out there that are not uh, presented by the OEM manufacturers, usually are third-party inks, like, like Nutec and like Imprink, that we decided to be ahead of the competition, ahead of the OEMs and designings that are uh, specifically for different type of medias and applications, okay? And going back to my point, the last uh, topic, which I think is the biggest challenge that we have today and in the future, talking about the future of the UV industry, 
is the operators. Uh, people may think that the digital industry, uh, it's gonna be reduced because every, everybody thinks that the LAD, it's gonna replace the digital printing for the sign industry and all of that. But the truth is that in my view, we are only at 10% of what the digital printing, especially UV, it's gonna, it's gonna be. And, uh, and we can see, for example, the textile industry already migrate to digital, everything in textile, dye sublimation, ASIC, uh, all kinds of, of textiles are migrating to digital because it's the way to go. And I've seen many, many other industries that are trying to migrate from traditional printing systems to digital. And my question is, so how, we, how can we afford all that, everything that is coming on the UV industry if we don't have enough operators that understand actually how to operate those printers? And you guys know very well that one of the challenges that you have and the reason why we all exist is that because we're giving trainings for those people that they don't have enough knowledge to deal with the printers. In your case, uh, you're more focused probably on, on color management. In my case, I mean, my, my, my challenge is to try to educate uh, operators to learn a little bit more about, about the industry, about the digital printing. And I'm saying this because um, in my view, there should be top-notch operators people that they understand about color management because it's important to evaluate printers, inks, and medias. I think uh, uh, top-notch operators should have the knowledge about the different type of choices and, and alternatives that you have on the printers. They need to understand about the printing industry, where it's going, where we at, where it's gonna be in the future. There are opportunities that may arise in the industrial uh, part of the business which is something that is coming and that you guys are gonna be, will have to be very involved because there is a lot of other applications besides sign industry for the UV technology that is coming to arise for us. So um, I, I believe that the operators should have an important, uh, an important position in the, in the concept of growing the, the, the UV technology in the industry. We, we yeah, we definitely agree with that because the, the early part of the Print Geeks interview series, some of our, our first several interviews were all about the importance of education in, in this industry. So we're 100% we're in agreement on that. Um, and, we, and we've run into it in the field when we do consulting. I, I do remember seeing something with your inks, and I'm sure, and it, it probably goes to exactly what you were saying. Um, I saw your inks printed on, I think it was Coroplast, and then, um, and then the Coroplast was literally folded in half and the ink didn't crack. And, right. and I found that to be, for UV inks, I found that to be exceptional. I mean, I, and is that where you're, is that, does that go to your point about if you go with a, a non-third party ink, it, it won't be able to do that because it's got to work on coroplast and cardboard and, um, you know, vinyl and, and banner and everything else that they're going to throw at it. Whereas you, you might say, look, you should set this printer up for coroplast that's going to have a fold in it or is, is going to you know is that is that where you're going with that exactly so so the difference is that when you're talking about oem inks uh as i mentioned before they want to have like a kind of a hybrid ink that works pretty well on everything but we need to understand that our additives that makes an ink to behave one way or the other 
For example, if you want to have a roll-to-roll -roll ink that is actually uh, uh, solvent-proof, in other words, you got thinners and you got things that you can scratch it and it doesn't, the ink doesn't go away, okay, you can have it. But those additives doesn't behave well with the other ones that uh, uh, improve the addition of in certain different medias, you know? So it's, it's either you have one or the other one, but to have something in the middle is, is gonna happen. What is gonna happen is that either you don't have the proper addition or you don't have the proper uh, uh, solvent resistance. So, and that's the, basically the concept. Then you start dealing with different medias and different products. For example, what, what you mentioned in Coroplast, well, what we try to, to do is, that, and that is with, uh, with a private label with the Impro ink, is to design an ink that doesn't have, for example, the fingerprints, that is another problem that uh, most of the Coroplast having, so you have enough coverage. And Jim, you understand a lot about all this. You know, people doesn't know why that happens. Well, that, that is related to the ink and in the ink coverage. Because if you put together a profile that is a perfect pro profile for, for a specific ink, maybe you, the ink doesn't have enough coverage to cover the, the fingerprints. But if you, have, if you cover the fingerprints, then you don't have the right profile. You know, you're fighting probably too much ink. So those are the things that we take in consideration when we develop an ink for a specific product. In, in this particular case, we have a series of ink that is dedicated for Coroplast where we, where we are trying to solve the, uh, the uh, fingerprints, then uh, the uh, cutting on the edge, you know, when you have the, uh, the uh, cutting and the chips uh, all over the place because the, the, uh, the, the ink is too rigid, you know? And then, uh, and then uh, uh, we have the addition problems. And so, you know, you go to standards and, and then you go acrylic or you go Coroplast that are more or less, they have the same uh, dynas in terms of uh, surface tension. And then, uh, and they are very weak if you, if, if against to some of the, uh, in double stacking, it's also another, another topic important to cover. So when we develop an ink for, for Coroplast, we try to cover all of those things. When we're talking about, for example, banner materials, so we forget about that because that is PVC, that is not complicated, but then we have to deal with DOP migrations. You know, when the banner gets old, it starts to migrate like kind of a grease you know, that, that doesn't allow the ink to adhere properly to the banner. So we have to put additives on the ink that uh, pr uh, avoid the, uh, the, the PVC banner to comes out from the fabric, from, the, from itself, from the PVC, you know? And then you have scratch resistance and then you have solvent resistance. So you got other uh, features on the ink, especially uh, for those uh, limitations of the medias. So, so Gabriel, it sounds to me like the, the uh the secret sauce of making ink for UV is the additives. Yes, definitely. But Shelby made a comment very early on that she liked your black. How do, how do you get a better black? Is that, are you just using, are you using different pigments and dyes or are you, are you using a higher load of pigments and dyes? How, how do you, how do you achieve that? Cause I know, I know that I've seen some UV inks that on the right substrate can very easily hit the grackle color space. And I've mm -hmm. seen other inks they can't get anywhere near it. So how, tell us a little bit about the-, the Well, I, I have to go back again to the food industry. You know, is, okay, if you put too much salt, too much pepper on a recipe, it's not, it's not gonna be what you want. Exactly the same happens on the inks. You have to have the perfect balance and try to get as much as you can with that balance. 
Okay, obviously you, you have to pick the right pigments, the right additives and something that is extremely important for the performance of the inks is the viscosity of the inks. If the viscosity is all over the place, you can have the waveform that you want, you can have the printhead that you want, but if it's not the right viscosity for the printer, it's not gonna perform well. And those are all the things that I was saying that it's important for everybody to understand. I mean, the basics of the, uh, the digital printing, you know, because that uh, you need to know when an ink has too much pigment and the pigment is the one that is creating the problem or if the viscosity is too high or too low and the viscosity is the one that is creating the problem or the ink doesn't have the proper additives to, to, uh, to behave or to, uh, or to work with the specific medias. So those are the, all the things that when you put together a formulation, I mean, you have to try to cover and, and be sure that uh, uh, the ink is, is properly designed for that specific job. So we're coming to the end of our time. And I think Shelby usually has a, a few things she likes to ask people before we wrap up. I think she's going to want to know how people can find you. And then I think she's got a, a fun question after that, right, Shelby? Yeah. So Gabriel, what's the best way people can find you or your and or your company online? Well, this is an interesting question because uh, uh, understanding everything that I was mentioning to you be uh, before, I decided to put myself my own website to try to help operators to understand everything about the digital printing industry. Mm -hmm. So that is gabrielconti.com in Spanish and gabrielconti.net in English. And then you will find uh, tools, reports, and everything about the industry so people can learn a little bit more about my opinion about what's going on and a, a series of questionnaires to learn a little bit more about the basics that you can get out of any training of any of the printer manufacturers. You know, I'm, I'm going in a different direction. I mean, I'm talking about the theory, how it works, the uh, digital printing, so they can learn more than that. So people can find me there or can find me in cover.com, uh, coverco.com, K-O-V-E-R-C-O.com which is the company that is specialized in, uh, in the distribution of, of uh, digital printing inks. And then we have UV inks, and then we have eco-solvent inks, and then we have dye-solvent inks. So that's the best way to contact me. Perfect. And we, since this is Print Geeks, we always ask this question of our guests. What's the geekiest thing you've seen or worked on as it relates, it can be UV inks or just printing in general? Well, today I have to projects that I that I love one it's up and running the other ones is still in the process so one is the uh, it's a huge company it was a huge company here in the U.S. on the printing he decided to sell the company open up uh, a company that makes frames decoration frames for homes like the ones that you get in in Walmart and for decoration those are coming from China the guy decided to make them in the U.S. with robots and then they print on canvas with UV that has to have some, the ink has to have some features and then it's finished by robots. It's, it's unbelievable. It's something unbelievable and it's up and running. And the other one is, uh, it's a company that, uh, that it's trying to migrate from traditional printing systems to the digital and uh, to make dashboards and card dashboards and everything. It's something, it's a completely different industry. We're still in the process of trying to get the right product and because you have to deal with some regulations and some uh, uh, specifics that, that you need to uh, be sure that you're gonna cover. It's a challenge, but you see, you know, for us, uh, 
printing on, on Coroplast, on vinyl, on those kind of things is not a challenge anymore. We, we are focusing in, in, in that process of migrating traditional in, uh, uh, technologies to, to digital in the industrial side. Uh, that, uh, that specific project, the ink has to thermoform, the, the, the ink has to adhere to two different, two different medias at the same time, and it has to be laminated, and it has to be scratch resistant, and it has, it has to have a lot of features, you know? And that's part, part of what we're doing right now is, is, is development. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. That, that's exciting stuff, and, and it's exactly what we were looking for today. Um, cutting that, that, that last story you just told is, is, is cutting edge uh, ink technology, whether it be UV or another format. And uh, I've worked on some projects like that, and they're, they're a lot of fun. You're right. They're, uh, the, the, the ones that are, that are easy, um, they're okay, and, and we make money doing those things. But the ones that are really fun and, and challenge us are, uh, are the ones that I think keep us going. So thank you yeah. so much for joining us, and we appreciate, uh, we appreciate your time today. Thank, thank you. you very much for the invitation, and I hope to see you soon. You know, Jim, every time we talk to Gabriel, I just want to get on a plane, fly to Miami for some Peruvian food. Do you remember that restaurant he took us to that was so good? I do. I do. Yeah. Oh, I crave that sometimes. Anyway, we thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dice Subcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest, all you have to do is email me at shelby at colorcasters.com or jim at jim at colorcasters.com. All right. I think ceviche is, was the main dish at that restaurant. Now, now I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can also find our company Colorcasters on various social media channels. On Twitter, we are at Colorcasters. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Colorcasters LLC. Besides sharing episodes of the Dive Subcast, you'll find information and experience when we're out in the field working as color management consultants, pictures, and stories. Yeah. We hope you will connect with us and join in on the conversations. And speaking of dye, we have a new contest to announce. The ISA Expo is coming up at uh, the first week of May in Atlanta. And Shelby has agreed to dye her hair one of three colors for the show. And you guys, you guys get to decide which color. I have a favorite color, which I'm going to declare in a moment. All you have to do is watch for the posts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn the week of April 25th. Take a look at the color swatches and decide which color she should dye her hair for the show. Purple blue or red so as i like to say the three choices are blue blue or blue but they're actually purple blue or red you all get to make your own decisions but every blue vote i might have something special for you at the show if you told me you voted for blue <laughs> and best of all your comment will enter you into a drawing to win a free nix mini then make sure to find us at the isa show to take a picture with shelby and her blue i'm sorry her colorful hair all I, got. I, feel, I feel like there's a little voting fraud going on here. You guys aren't really going to let Jim influence the voting, are you? I mean, come on. <laughs> Guess we'll find out. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Dice Subcast. We try, do our best to publish a new one each Friday, so we will hopefully see you next week. <laughs>